Hey there, lovely ladies. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with the amazing Brandy Hunt. I strongly encourage if you have not heard part one to stop right here, right now, head on over to part one of the It Is Written series and grab all of the heart gems that Brandy shares in that episode. Because part two, we're going to jump right into the conversation where we left off. So it is imperative that you catch all the goodness from part one before you jump into part two. Now, if you've listened to part one and you are ready for part two, let's jump right into it. Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. And I was like, write a book, whatever. (laughs) And I put it on the shelf, write a book. And I said, no, that's, I'm busy. <laughs> well, I went to, um, <laughs> I know, if you, any future authors on here, this part's for you. So I was like, I'm busy. I don't have time to sit down and write a book. God, you know, my life right now is too busy. I'm, I didn't, you know, I didn't hit the street. I didn't hit the ground running. I went back to college. Amen. So I'm, I, you know, I talk about it in the book. I had a baby when I was 20. I dropped out of college to take care of my baby. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I want to go back to school. And so I, I went back to school. Bam. God says, write a book. I said, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. And so I was asleep one night and I saw a huge library and it looked like, like the library of Congress. I mean, it had thousands of books in it. Mm. And in my dream, I said, whose books are these? And the voice said, they're yours. And I said, oh, I must have a mansion because this is a huge library. <laughs> and then I woke up. Right. And the voice said, no, you wrote them. I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) I was like, really? Okay. So that was the second time. Mm. Then I went to a conference, a dance conference. It wasn't, had nothing to do with books, entrepreneurship, none of that. And one of, it was a praise and worship dance conference for church. And so the lady who was speaking about dance said, I have a book that I wrote. And I'm getting ready to start a class teaching people how to write books. Mm. Here go Jesus again. I need you to take our class. Oh, come on. <laughs> so this time I digress. You know, like I said, if I once I really believe that God is tapping on my shoulder, I try not to go the uh, opposite direction. So here's the third sign. And I said, okay. So I paid for her class. I got the information. And then that's when I wrote my book, Dealing with the Hand I Was Dealt. When I came to the end of the course, I did not realize we had to do it ourselves. She was just teaching us how she wasn't going to actually publish it. Right. So that's how my publishing company was actually birthed because I had to become the thing that I needed. Right. And so I learned how to publish. And then people started asking me, well, how did you do it? And I just started doing it for fun. I was like, well, just I'll do it for you. But then I realized that it was a lot of work to do it for somebody else and still publish my own. So I'm publishing my own books. I have six at this point, but I think at that point I 
probably had three mm. and then I'm doing other people's books and the Holy Spirit dropped on me he said open your company my company what company because remember at the domestic violence show so I didn't know what my purpose right. was I just was trying to get out of there and he had told me you're going to go around the world and tell your story and here I am people were this was pre-COVID. So I was traveling around the United States, telling my story, doing publishing workshops and seminars. And, and so that's how I um, ended up creating my publishing company, which uh, while your list is called On the Right Track, um, it actually started out as Publish You, but I changed the name because identity causes transformation. Amen. And when I started, it was Publish You. But as it transpired um, and it, it transcended into something else and it gained an identity people always come to me and say I can't get on track I can't get on track it's like I got off track and I can't get back on track and so the Holy Spirit had me change the name to on the right track and that way so when you're writing you call me and you're never going to get off track because you're going to be with me <laughs> and we're going to get to the finish line just like a racetrack uh, I have a question just just popped in my head just for uh do you believe that the Holy Spirit speaks with to you with words? I do. I find um, only because it's been my my experience. I find that most writers, and it's the same with me as well, is that the Holy Spirit will speak to me with words. Like he'll, he'll give me a word, and I just go down that route, and that that's something that He leads me to. So it's interesting. Uh, for those of you who are authors who are listening and you're like, you know, I don't know. I feel I'm called to write a book. Well, how does the Lord speak to you? Uh, it, this is such a great conversation because there's so much to grab from it. And I'm trying to make sure that I, I tune in really heavily because one of the things that I find with your story, Brandy, and everything that you've gone through is how the Holy Spirit has guided you through every single step. Even when you didn't know what the heck you were doing. You were just doing, right? Right. You were just, <laughs> right. <laughs> you were just doing. Right. And then the Lord would just lead you to like, this is where, this is where you're supposed to be. So oftentimes, ladies, we, because we're, as some of us are control freaks. The body, you know yeah. what I mean? We want to control everything. And we really have to, when you're being obedient to Christ, is relinquish that control. And just do. Yeah. So often you'll end up in the right place that the Lord wants you to be by just doing, following his instruction, being obedient, taking heed to his word and just moving within that direction. And you'll end up right where he needs for you to be. We don't have to control everything. We don't have to know what tomorrow is going to bring. But if we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, because the word says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's not going to lead us to anywhere that's going to, to destroy us, right? Because that's not his end goal. It is to allow us to become the people that he created us to be. And so as I'm listening to your story, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it just one thing after another led to one thing and then another thing. And I love the fact that you said identity leads to transformation, Mm -hmm. And that is so true because once you truly find out who you are and that applies to everything, because like you said, with the name of your publishing company, how it was one thing, but once it, be it began to find an identity of its own, it was transformed into something else. And I just find mm -hmm. that so amazing, ladies. I hope that you are grabbing all these gems that Brandy is dropping on this conversation right now. If you have not already gotten your pen of your paper, Please do. There's so much goodness in this story alone. 
that can truly transform your life. And I hope you ladies have been tuning in and grabbing it all. My next question for you is why did you find it so important to not allow your past to dictate your future? That's my favorite probably question of all time. People always ask me that because I've gone through other very horrible things even since I wrote the book, um, just to be fully transparent, because I can. Yeah, um, my my ex fiance, who was a pastor, married my best friend, well, now ex-best friend. And they said that God told him to get married. And a lot of people, so when it happened and it didn't kill me, um, I'm obviously still here. Did it hurt? Absolutely. Was I disappointed? Absolutely. People keep asking me, how did you just walk in peace she even worked with me um how did you walk in peace and how did you keep going when something so bad happened to you and I sat with God for a couple of days like I made sure I made I went to work again she worked with me so I had to (laughs) definitely take baby steps um when when it was time to go to work so Mm -hmm. that I didn't have a nervous breakdown um, and cause I want people to know, I'm not just telling you a story right. from 10 years ago. I'm telling you something that happened to me two years ago, but God is still on the throne and he's going to be on the throne yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. How did I hold it together was because I wrote the book and I understand that pain is for purpose. If God is bringing pain to my front door, there has got to be a purpose. It, it would be the equivalent of me saying, what is a car for? A car is for me to get in it and drive somewhere because that's what it was created to do. It wasn't created to be a kitchen. It wasn't created to be a boat. It wasn't created to be a daycare. It was created to be a vehicle to get me from point A to point B. So if pain was created for something, it's got to be a vehicle because God allows Mm. it to happen so often. You have to ask, okay, was this somebody needed to leave my life? Was this to expose some character flaws in all of, not just them, me? Was this to um, shift me from one place to the other? It could be all of those. It could be one of those. But for me, I needed to shift to another place. And God used that experience. And he uses all of these experiences to shift us from one place to another. What happens with our humanness is we get stuck in what was, and we refuse to see what's coming. And so it's like, oh my God, they left me. Whichever shall I do? Well, let's look at the Bible again. Judas kissed Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. And Jesus knew this was going to happen before it happened. And he still washed their feet. He still treated them Hmm. with love. He still treated them with kindness. He still said, I got a place for you on the other side of glory. Can we do that? Can we walk in love and peace and wholeness and kindness when our betrayer steps to us? Because the betrayal came so that Jesus could go to the cross, not just so he could go to the cross, but so that he could be resurrected. So anytime you have a crucifixion in your life, you might as well look for the resurrection. We can't continue Hmm. to push away the pain and just keep running from it. Address it. Find out why it came. Ask. Okay, God, why did you allow this to come into my life? It's not, God is not out here trying to kill us. <laughs> he could, we could die Amen. in our sleep. 
We honest, he, he does not need situations to get us out of here. So if pain comes to my front door, to my life, by way of trauma, traumatic experiences, sickness, whatever the case may be, how do you get to the other side? We talked about the storm, speaking to the storm already. You speak to the storm. It could be the enemy, but it could be God. And sometimes I think we put everything on the enemy and sometimes it's God. And God is like, great, right. I actually sent that for you. Um, I remember when I was in the gym real heavy and I'm lifting weights and I would complain to my trainer, this is too heavy. He said, yeah, it's heavy right now, but if you keep lifting it, it's going to get lighter because you will have, mm. you will have maximized this season and you would have maximized this weight and then it will be a lightweight to you. But right now it feels heavy, but it's strengthening you where you're weak. Man, I almost ran around that gym. <laughs> and so, mm. it's, yes, it feels heavy now. But if you just keep lifting the weight and keep casting off the weight that doesn't belong to you. And let's talk about that real quick. We carry weight that doesn't belong to us. That pain that they gave me didn't belong to me. It came to tell me something. And as soon as I heard the message, <laughs> I got the message loud and clear. And I went on to the life. Remember, the, the scripture comes, it says, um, I give life and I give it more abundantly. So uh, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be real <laughs> right now. Cause I know listening to this thing right here. And their eyes got big, just like mine. Right, 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 right. When you shared that story. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, hold, hold up, wait a minute. Don't stop, giddy, giddy. Y'all remember Yes, ma'am. Like, what in the world? I have to say this, Brandy. Everything that you shared is absolutely true. Because that God will use the situations that the enemy tries to use against us mm -hmm. to kill us. Um, to still kill and destroy what God has placed inside That's of right. us because he never wants us to truly know who we were called to be. Because when we know who we are, we become a threat that to is him, correct. as we should, right? As we pull people from darkness into light. And he never wants us to figure that out. So, of course, he does things and God allows them to, to, to be used just for that purpose. And so I have to ask you, because that's some big stuff right there, but that is that Judas yeah, betrayal. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of us go through betrayal, but ain't that, the betrayal we experience ain't that deep. But that right <laughs> there, that's deep. Um, how did you forgive? Because forgiveness is huge in this, because the Bible says if we don't forgive others, the Lord can't forgive us. And if he can't forgive us, we're stagnant and we're steadily remaining in that place of pain, never able to move forward because we're holding on to the, to the pain and we're not forgiving. So please share with the audience, because a lot of us have been hurt, have been abused, whether it's been from a parent, from a close relative, from a best friend, from a spouse, whatever. How did you forgive? Um, the good question. The first thing you have to take into consideration is that our ego says this, that shouldn't have happened to me. I'm too good for that. Mm. But we don't, we don't get to say what's going to happen to us in this lifetime. However, what we do get to do is what did the book title say? 
deal with the hand that we've been dealt. And so it, mm. it came to me. I didn't get to choose for it not to happen, right? It's already happening. <laughs> and so I, right. what I do get to choose is to say, I forgive you and do it on purpose. I didn't, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all. Mm. But what you have to understand is that the same person who gained her identity in 2010 is the same person who's got the same identity now. I am loved. I am beautiful. I am whole. Oh, 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 oh I am whole. I am whole <laughs> because that came to break me. Mm. So you keep going through the list because something's coming to tell you that you're not who God said you are. Cause mm. they just, that, they, that's embarrassing. That's hurtful. That was mm. my fiance. He wasn't just my boyfriend. He was my fiance. And so then you have the God of the universe <laughs> says, and I'm, I, this is probably a whole nother conversation, whether God said it or not, but for the podcast, we're going to say that God said it. And so here you have God. Why God, why you didn't just come to me? <laughs> why, why didn't, right. why couldn't I have tiptoed out the back door and then they got married. What did I what did right. I do to deserve this? So the enemy Oh, so you're saying when they said God told them that they yeah, get yeah. married. That's what you're referring yeah. to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. God God of the universe. Gotcha. So here's mm -hmm. my ego. Wait a minute now. <laughs> I'm I'm Brandy because right. back back in remember 2009 I wasn't nobody. Wait a minute. I'm Brandy Hunt. Like the Brandy Hunt. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so my ego was tripping, and God had to remind me. Mm. He said, "Y'all, you think y'all, y'all think y'all know everything? We we have all of these plans. We got A through Z. We know how our life is gonna go. We know what's." And he said, "You don't know everything, and you gotta be okay with that. I know your tomorrow, and they ain't in it. Good day. Mm. And so we we get. So I have a." I, I'm gonna say I, I believe it's available to all who want it. I have a gift of grace. I, I had to go study it. Amen. I had to study it because I was like, "How am I gonna do this?" And God said, "You have the gift of grace. Let them people go. Forgive them, for they know not what they do." Where did we hear that? Mm. We heard that already. Mm. Jesus in the in, yes. in Jesus okay. at the cross. They don't know what they're doing, but I do. Go in peace. He showed it to me in the word mm. and a pastor who knew, didn't even know what I was going through, called me up at the end of service. And she said, um, God told me to tell you to go in peace. And I was like, oh, really? Mm. And so, like you mentioned earlier, I just trust that God is in my steps because he said a righteous man's steps are ordered by the Lord and he walks in its way. Amen. So I just trust that even when I'm flustered and flabbergasted and I don't know what's going on and I don't know why they did this, that God, you... The same God that told him to get married is the same God that put me in my mother's womb and knew about this day. We we tend to forget mm. that he knew us before we got here. And so we're trying to put right. all this puzzle piece together. When he's like, I know you when you turn 100, 110. I know if you're going to last another 110 minutes. We don't, but we have everything mapped out to the T. And then when it doesn't go our way, we're disappointed and we don't want to forgive. And we want, we want to hold that bitterness. I want to be healed. That's my goal. And if, if forgiveness mm. is part of me being healed, then let I'm gonna let them people go be married and do whatever they're gonna do because guess what? My heart can't handle just staying broken. 
you can't like that's why so many people on medication and drinking and all because your heart was not right. your heart was made to love your heart was not made to be broken all the time yes it's going to be broken sometimes because we get disappointed but our we were created in love we were created by two people who hopefully <laughs> was in love at some point <laughs> you know right. but we were created from our father god in love and so I want to, mm-hmm. I want to feel love. I don't want to feel hate. And so if that's what I have to do is extend love to someone who did not extend love to me, then so be it because God is going to bless me. Amen. Indeed. He's going to bless me for going, for moving on Amen. and for saying, you know what, God, they know not what they do, but maybe they don't love me. This possible. They may not, but guess who does? God said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. So if that, if you love me with an everlasting love, that means that you didn't do this because you hated me. You did this because you love me and because you saw something in my future that was going to eventually curse me. And while I feel like it was for my bad, Romans 8, 28 says, all things will work out for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. I just believe the word at the end of the day, if you're a mom, I'm a mom, women that are listening, if you have children, our children will always do what we tell them to do, (laughs) but we love them anyway. We love them anyway. So we, I I extended forgiveness to all, even my ex-husband forgiven other stuff that I've gone through forgiven because if, if God can forgive me for all the stuff that I've done, surely I can extend forgiveness. And I don't want to be held captive by my past. The children of Israel were stuck in the wilderness for 40 years because they refused to make a different decision. All they had to do was go right instead of going left. But they kept going mm-hmm. left thinking, oh, we, we've gone left 39 times, but we're going to do left again. No. <laughs> Why don't you do something different this right. time? Because you've it was supposed to take 11 days. 11, that was it. I'm not going to mm. make the same decision to keep me in the wilderness because I want to go to the promised land. You know, it's so good what you just shared, Brandy, because it really does show and reveal that what God has for us is so much bigger than the situations that we go through, the circumstances that we may be in, the hurt, the pain, the, you know, the trauma, and all of those things often happen to try to stop us. The podcast is called Being Eve, and what transpired in the garden is what the enemy does over and over and over and over again to many lives. That's what he does. He's had practice since the very beginning, right? Did God really tell you that you can't right. do this and try to try to make us choose the wrong right. path? He wants us to stay in offense. He wants us to be right. offended because if in that offense, we can't make the right decision. We can't choose the tree of life. Well, no, I'll choose the tree of knowledge of, of good and evil. So it's a constant reoccurrence and he's good at it. He's had many years to practice it, folks. And so what Brandy just shared is so important because whatever that offense may have been is truly not as more, it's not more important than what God has for you. So heal, get delivered, get set free from that very thing that the enemy tries to entrap you with. It is not your yeah. story. That thing that happened to you, Brandy, that's not your story. It's part right. of what transpired in your life, but that's not your story. Right. That's not who Brandy is. Right, you're not a victim, you're not defeated, you're not destroyed. 
but who God says you are, that's your story. And that's so important for us as women to capture because so many of us have been in heartbreaking situations. Some of, so many of us can look back to situations where we were toddlers, where we remember the pain and trauma of being violated or, or raped or whatever. And that thing has stolen our story and has held us captive to that point in our lives. But God is telling you no more. You're greater. You are made for more. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are created in, in love by his hands with his words. When you were formed in your mother's womb, there's greater in you and not to allow those things that the enemy has sent your way to still kill and destroy your future. Brandy, thank you so much, my goodness, for sharing your story. I, I mean, I have so much <laughs> <laughs> to dissect. And uh, when I first heard just small snippets of what you were sharing when we were together, I was like, man, I have to have Brandy on the podcast because your story is amazing. And it truly does reflect the heart of God. When we look at our stories and we pay attention and just see greater, it truly does reflect the heart of God and how much he loves us as his children as his daughters and how important we are to him, mm -hmm. I encourage you ladies to look at your story. God truly does love us as his children. Now, Brandy, I do have one question for you. It really is about what you do right now. As a seasoned writer, as a publisher, what advice can you give to the ladies who desire to write a book or ladies who have written books but feel defeated because their book is not where they want it to be? What kind of advice can you share with them to keep going, to not give up on their story? Um, well, the first thing I would say is for the aspiring authors, go ahead and do it. Regardless of the shame, regardless of the Amen. support you think you might get or might not get, do it because you're worth it. Your story is worth being told. Somebody will be delivered by what you have to say. Just imagine if I'd have held back my story right now, you wouldn't be getting the freedom that you need. You're holding someone's freedom in your pen. So go ahead and get it out on paper or your computer. For the authors that have already published and you feel like your book is not going anywhere, it's not doing anything, God is such a creative God. Go back to the throne and say, hey, God, do I need to write something new? Or is there something else in this project that I can do? He will give you so many ideas. And don't second guess God or yourself. Now, again, remember, I got three signs before I said, okay. So if you need a few signs, <laughs> let this be one and two. Right. <laughs> you know, this, this is sign for one and number two. Amen. But, you know, don't give up on your dream because support other people. You, The way we support other people, support yourself like that. Put money into your vision, mm. you know, create products for your company instead of going to buy the next big thing on Amazon. Amen. You Amen. know, so, so believe in yourself, even when other people don't, because God believes in you. And that's the majority. Amen. I love that. Thank you so much, Brandy. This was an amazing conversation. I, I Again, I, I was blessed by it once again. And I know that the listeners are too. Now I have one final question before I let you go. And that is, tell me one thing that you can find in common with Eve. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think the one thing that I can find in common with Eve is that she was a leader um, and she was humble. So even mm -hmm. though, she, you know, Eve woke up to Adam <laughs> when, when she walked to Adam, she said, 
Adam, who I, who am I and how can I help you? And that's what I ask people. So when I meet people, I ask, you know, who are you? What has God called you to do and how can I help? And if that's, and, and mm. if I can help you, my website is brandyhunt.com and I'm on all social media as author Brandy Hunt. Thank you for doing that because that was my next question to tell the ladies where they can find you. But I love that you said, who am I and how can I help you? Because as help meets, right, women, we were created in fashion and designed to be the help meets to our, our, uh, our spouses, to our Adams. But we are also created um, to be life bearers, right? And not just in the form of bearing life to children, but to, to bring life into the world where whatever God has called for us to do, that still is part of who we are. And that is to bring life in any industry, in any capacity, in any career, in anything that we do, we are, to, we are called to bring life. That's actually in us to do. So um, you leading that directly into what you do as a, as a writer, as a publisher is amazing. You capture that and you know it, <laughs> Brandy, you know it because so many of us as women don't realize it, especially for women um, who are struggling to have children who may be experiencing barrenness right now, uh, or you've had miscarriages and all those things and you feel broken. Cause I've, I've been there. I wanted to, I want to let you know that God has called you to bring life in everything that you do, not just in the capacity of having children, but that is also a blessing that is ours as well. And so um, thank you, Brandy, for sharing that so well as you do. You really do know who you are, girl. (laughs) I'm telling you, you really, really do. And I just want to thank you for just sharing this time with me. Um, again, for coming on to Being Eve, for blessing the audience with your story, and not just your story, but providing so many gems that we can walk away with as women to begin to pour into our lives, into what we do on an everyday basis. Brandy, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, ladies, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this message. Hey girl, have you gotten your copy of Being Eve in Adam's World? No? Well, what are you waiting for? This book is a revelatory interpretation of the very first woman to ever walk the face of the earth. Although Eve's story is very brief, there is so much to be learned from her. Heck, the podcast was named after her. When you open up the very first chapter of this book, you will begin to travel through Eve's journey, a voyage of discovery that reveals the life of every woman in some way, shape, or form. At the end of each chapter, you will also find lessons from Eve to you. Each lesson derived from her personal experiences will be a guiding light on how to thrive in Adam's world. So get your copy of Being Eve in Adam's World today. You'll find the link in the show notes. So ladies, what did you think about this amazing series? 
make sure to drop me a DM or message me and let me know. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on this amazing guest. I hope you all took great notes and grabbed as many heart gems as possible so that it will not just last you for today, but for a lifetime as you emerge into the woman that God has created you to be. Well, until next time, ladies, I will see you next week. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with Being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know Being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.